Hey, it is so good to be with you. Aren't you glad you woke up and got to the house of the Lord this morning? Amen. Hey, can we show some honor to our worship pastor, Pastor Allen, and our team for getting us focused on the name of Jesus? Amen. Hallelujah. Wow. We're going to talk more about that name in just a few moments. But before we do, I, I love just a few reminders of some things that we saw. Listen, tonight, we want to encourage you to come join us for as we kick off our our new series of discipleship studies. Listen, one of the things that we desire most here at 1910 is that you guys grow uh, in your faith and that you pursue the Lord with your whole heart. And then we've got some opportunities that will encourage that. We've got some opportunities that we believe are gonna strengthen your family. We, as you work on and strengthen your marriage, we believe that that has a trickle down effect on the rest of your home and your family. And it also serves as a witness, we believe, to those around that are watching your marriage. Are you with me there? And, and, and I'm telling you, there's, there's just, we, we take serious this idea of, of developing leaders. And so we want to encourage you tonight to come from, from 5 to 6.30. Um, I, I know that some of you guys football on the mind today and uh, I'm just, I'm just going to speak that games will be already decided by that time so you can come and, and grow in the Lord. Hey, last week uh, we called many of you forward and many of you responded and became what we call a ministry partner with us here at 1910 Church. We are, we are building something new here and we are calling and others to join us as we build the kingdom, advance the kingdom of God. Uh, we um, have been very transparent and honest for several weeks and kind of sharing with you what this house stands for and what we represent, who we represent. We've shared with you what you can look forward to this year uh, from this house. And we've shared some expectations from people that would choose to become a, a ministry partner with us. Some of you guys were out of town or some of you watching online couldn't, couldn't be with us. And so we, we want you to know that there's still an opportunity for you to join the fun. There's still an opportunity for you to become a teammate around here as we move forward with all that God has for us. So you can stop by the connections desk today and pick up your ministry partner agreement and fill that out. And, uh, and we'll be glad to, to welcome you into this family. Amen. So glad you're here today. Hey, listen, I want to share some kind of some heavy news with us today, if I can. And for those of you that are watching online, many of you may not be aware of, but, uh, Mike Bellamy went to be with Jesus this week. Um, Mike and his wife, Grace, have uh, really since the beginning of this church have served in leadership roles here. They lead our prayer ministry uh, here at 1910. And many of you guys have been the recipients of, of, of their ministry. Mike, Mike, Mike went to be with Jesus uh, Thursday morning early. Wednesday was a long day with the family and what have you. And so, but, but, but Mike is in heaven rejoicing and worshiping. I'm telling you, as great as it's been here, can you imagine what glory is going to be like? Amen. So, uh, but, but I want us to remember Grace and her son, Daniel. They were here earlier. They're, Daniel's on his way back to the airport right now. But, but we want to invite you to come next Saturday, if you can, at 10 o'clock in this room. We're going to have a celebration of life. And that's what it is. Listen, for those who are in Christ Jesus, death is not the end of our story. And, and, and it is a, uh, so we're, we're, we're going to celebrate because of 
the Savior that Mike Bellamy knew. And so next Saturday morning at 10 o'clock in this room, there is a visitation next Friday night from five to seven at, at Ebensburger Funeral Home. It's the new location. It's now called Bernie Funeral Home right here off of Main Street. And so we want to encourage you, if you can, to be a part of, again, to, to honor this faithful servant, this man of God, uh, Mike Bellamy, and, and support his wife, Grace, and, and what have you. Listen, today, I, I hope... And for those of you that are watching us, we've got some folks I know that are in Washington, D.C., and we all know that you need to be praying over that city as you're walking around there. We've got some at Jellystone Park. We've got some at Port A. And, and, and I just love it when people send me photos while they're in Hawaii. Isn't that just... I just, that's, I don't know if they're really wanting me to celebrate with them or if they're wanting me to like... You know, they're sticking it to me like, you know, uh, but anyway, we know that many of you are watching wherever you're located today and, and we're honored to have you with us today. We're going to speak about a name. And so I'm going to, I'm, I'm praying for laser focus today. Can we do that? Let's not think about what's going on this afternoon or what lunch plans we have. I, I, listen, what, what we're going to do for, for the next several minutes is so important in your life. As we speak about a name that can literally change you. And so, Lord Jesus, we thank you for your presence with us. You're here. I've already felt him today. Come on, anybody else with a preacher right now? You're here. And we know that, God, when you show up, there is potential for transformation to break out. That a person's life could be radically changed in a moment. And Lord, I believe that what you want to communicate with us today, I believe it's your word. And God, I, I, I believe that it is so important. And so I pray against the spirit of distraction in this room. I pray against the spirit of distraction in, in whatever environment those that are watching online are involved in right now. In fact, I'm going to speak peace. Is that okay? Shalom. Yeah. We speak peace. that Jesus' name would be lifted high. It's in that name of Jesus we pray. Everybody said, amen, amen, amen. Thank you guys for, for, for being here today. And today we are going to start a series called NIL. You know, there's been a long debate for years in this arena known as college athletics, whether or not student athletes should be paid uh, for their services. And, and let's just be real. Athletes today uh, 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 bring in a lot of money to the institutions of whose uniform they wear. Today, uh, birds up. I'm supporting the UTSA Roadrunners. Big win yesterday against the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. I don't know what that is, but that's okay. Uh, the orange and blue brought home a W yesterday. Um, but, but, but it's been a long debate whether we should pay athletes, college athletes for what they do for their universities. We know that, that, that there have been some times in the past. I remember growing up as a kid in Dallas when the SMU Mustangs were given the death penalty because there was a booster that paid some of their 
players to play football and it was scandalous. It was unheard of. And it literally killed their program for several years. Um, we know that this has probably gone on for a long time. Uh, it's just kind of been illegal up until about a year ago. You see, the NCAA has recently passed some, some rules that allow college athletes to be paid for their name, their image, or their likeness. It's called the NIL. Now, if you Google NIL, it's going to bring up the English dictionary word nil, which means nothing. But I'm telling you, college athletes are making bank today. In fact, we know that, that just because of their name, endorsers are, 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 are surrounding them. Uh, advertisers want their image. Uh, they want to be associated with their likeness and they will pay big bucks just to represent these college athletes. A quarterback that played yesterday in the Red River, Red River rivalry, Boomer, not that one, but one from the University of Texas in Austin by the name of Quinn Ewers. Quinn Ewers is said to be worth around $4 million. Now, prior to yesterday, he had only played less than a half of football all year, but yet young man is making money. One of his represent or one of the groups he sponsors is Wrangler Jeans. How about that? Let's go. Okay, we know that they're the, the highest the, uh, the highest paid female athlete is actually a gymnast at LSU. Her name is Olivia Dunn. Olivia's worth about two point three million for for doing vaults and uneven bars and floor exercises and what have you. Isn't that something? Student athletes now they're endorsing Dr Pepper on Fansville commercials. You know they're 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 endorsing local mom and pop used car salesmen wherever their schools are located. They, they even have college athletes that are representing groups like Arby's. They have the meats, do they not? Okay. And so these college athletes, what once was shunned, what once was looked down upon now can rake in some money based on their name, their image, and their likeness. So today I thought it would be fun to just kind of steal a page from something that's going on in our culture today. And, 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 and maybe I can just plant a seed. Heaven might just want to plant a seed in your mind that when you see these letters, well, maybe there's just some sort of a spiritual thought that comes to your mind. That's what Jesus would do. Jesus would take something from culture and he would lay, put a spiritual application or tone to it. And we would call those parables, right? And so anytime you saw a wheat or tear or thought of a mustard seed or, or what have you, you might think of some spiritual truth from heaven above. Well, today, maybe heaven just has something for us when it comes to NIL. And today I want to speak about names. These student athletes are making bank. They're getting paid just for their name. Advertisers building off of their person. I want to talk to you today about a name that I believe far supersedes any other name. And names are a big deal, are they not? A name is a label. It's an identity that we place on someone. You parents go to great lengths and extremes to come up with a name to identify that little bundle of joy. It is a bundle of joy that grows into a holy terror sometimes, right? But, but it is joyful. You know you were happy. One time. 
I remember some stories of little kid sisters and brothers say, Hey, could you put it back? I don't want that, you know? But we go to great lengths and extremes to come up with a name, an identity, a label to place on someone. We know that even in our culture today, that just the mention of certain individuals' names means something, do they not? I grew up in a day and an age where you could just say the name Jordan and it meant something. It was bird and magic. You remember that? And now there are imposters today like LeBron and things like that, that that, that they're just wannabes. You know what I'm saying? We know that there are names throughout history that have made a difference. Just say the name Napoleon and things come to mind. Just mention the name Martin Luther King Jr. And there are some things that stand for and represent and make, make mean something to you. We think of political figures. You can mention Reagan. You can mention Clinton. You can mention Obama. You can mention Trump and even Biden and, and just, just so names mean something, don't they? So sometimes names are given to represent a person's character or nature. We know that even when you look in scripture, there were some times in which people's names were changed, maybe to take on a new nature or character of an individual. Abram became Abraham. And his name meant the father of many. We, we know that the name Israel be, means he struggles with God. And so sometimes names are given because of a person's character or a nature or a new trajectory or identity. Well, today, what if I were to tell you that there is a name that could literally change your identity? that there was a name that could change the trajectory of your life also. Of course, I'm talking about the name that is above every other name. I want us to look today at the name Jesus. Is that okay? And today I would love to try to unpack some things from scripture. And I'm just going to let the Bible talk because listen, in that name, Jesus, there is so much. There is so much for your life. There is so much hope. There is so much promise. There is so much purpose. There is so much deliverance. There is so much just in the word and the name Jesus. The Greek and the Hebrew, are, are, they, they, they mention the word Yeshua, Yeshua or the word Joshua is a human name that is often a derivative of this. In the book of Matthew, chapter 1, verse 21, we know that this name was divinely appointed when it said that there would be one that would be born and he would deliver the people from their sins. Come on, I don't know if you know the significance of your name and what it means, but I'm telling you, there is power in the name of Jesus. Amen? Now, the word Jesus, the name Jesus was popular back then, and so they put a tag on the end of his as a young boy and even early on in his adulthood to designate him from others. They called him Jesus of Nazareth. Nazareth, of course, was his hometown. In fact, you remember some of the religious leaders back in his day thought there was surely nothing good that could come from Nazareth. I'm telling you, nothing good came from Nazareth. Something great came from Nazareth. Something that has the power to change your life today. It's this Jesus of Nazareth that stands above all other names throughout scripture. You see, he wasn't just another Jesus. 
He wasn't just another boy from the town of Nazareth. This was one that we still talk about. And in fact, he's probably the name that is being spoken of most today. It's his name that will be sung about more today. It's his name that people will lift their hands more for today and dance before, even though there will be thousands upon thousands cheer on 11 men on a football field. I'm telling you, they pale in comparison to this name. And can I just tell you what scripture says about this name? I want to read to you what some of these descriptors are about this name, Jesus. In the book of Isaiah chapter nine, it says, excuse me, in the book chapter seven, let's start there. It says, all the, the, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The Lord himself will give you this sign. Look, there will be a virgin that will conceive a child and she will give birth to a son and you will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. A couple of chapters later in chapter six says, for a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, the prince of peace. In Isaiah chapter 42, beginning of verse one, it says, look at my servant whom I strengthened. He is my chosen one who pleases me and I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring justice to the nations. He will not shout or raise his voice in public. He will not crush the weakest reed or put out a flickering candle. Daniel says this in chapter seven, says my vision continued at night and I saw someone like a son of man coming with the clouds of heaven. He, he approached the ancient one and was led into his presence. He was given authority, honor, and sovereignty over all the nations of the world so that people of every race, what race? Come on, what race? Every race. And nation and language would obey him. His, his, um, what's that say? His rule is eternal and it will never end. His kingdom will never be destroyed. We fast forward to the new Testament. The book of Luke says he will be very great and would be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor, David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. You look in the book of Philippians chapter two, you don't have verse nine, but just trust a preacher today. I'm getting you set up right now. It says, therefore God has elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name that is above all other names. And it is at the name of Jesus that every knee should bow in heaven and in earth and under the earth. Come on, somebody, you know that even hell bows to the name of Jesus. Hell has no power over this name that we're talking about right now. Are you with me? 11 o'clock. I'll start over. Do I need to start over for somebody right now? Wow. The name of Jesus, every knee will bow heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue will declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God, the father. And we're still talking about him in the very last book of the Bible, not the maps in the back, but the book of Revelation. Okay. 
And in Revelation chapter 17, they will go to war against the lamb, but the lamb will defeat them because he is. Come on. I don't think you get this. The lamb will defeat them because he is the Lord of all lords and he is the king of all kings and he is called and the chosen and the faithful ones will be with him. That's our victory. That's our destiny. For those who are in this thing, we're talking about the name of Jesus. Your name may hold weight. Your mom and dad may think something about you, right? And you might be a big deal in your hometown. My brother Jason, he's a sheriff. He'll flash his. I mean, you might have some famous people in your hometown and you might be a big deal, but I guarantee you, you are, there's no name that compares to the one that we just read about in Scripture. We could go on and on and on, but today we are talking about the name. What price tag can you put on that name? I think it's worth four mil, more than four mil. It's worth more than 2.3. This name has the power to change your life. Your history will never be the same if you will just trust in that name, Jesus, the name that is above every other name. You know, in just a few weeks, we're going to be singing even more songs about his name. His name will be in lights. It will be on cards that you mail out to people. We'll sing songs about him. It's called Christmas, Christmas. It's not called Alamus or Muhammadmus or Buddhamus. No, it's called Christmas. We need Mas Christ, do we not? We need more Christ in our culture. We need more of him in our land. We need more of him over our families as Pastor Allen and the team sang over us just a few moments ago. It's called Christmas. It's his birth that will be celebrated. It's his name that will be in light. And I'm telling you, we're going to get loud and proud in this house over it. Christmas. We sing songs that say, Christ the Savior is born. You see, that word Christ was given to him also. And it means the anointed one. So we're saying Jesus, the anointed one, the one who has come to save his people from their sins. That's why we sing and celebrate him at Christmas, because the light has come. I'm telling you, there's no name greater than that. The name of Jesus, Jesus the Christ. In fact, they took that the out in scripture after Peter preaches an incredible sermon in Acts chapter two, verse 38. Peter preaches a rousing sermon. The Holy Spirit has come and baptized those believers and they're filled with the spirit. And Peter begins to preach woo, like he's never preached before. Come on, you guys know, we've talked about this. We need the fire, do we not, when we preach? We need the fire to control us. We do. And Peter preaches in 2.38 of Acts. He says, be baptized, repent of your sins and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Wow, it's power. It's the one true king. He's the one true savior of the world. My question is, do you know him? Have you bowed the knee to him? Scripture says that every knee will bow. Have you? 
Have you bowed yours? I love the imagery that Paul gives us. And if you know anything about Paul, Paul was not always red hot and fiery for Jesus the Christ or Jesus Christ, was he not? But yet he had a radical transformation take place in his life. Listen, there is no one too far gone in which God can't save. Are you with me there? But I love what Paul writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, because Paul begins to give us this imagery that we can be in Christ. You mean this one who is the savior of the world, this one who's the anointed one, this one who was prophesied by the Old Testament prophets, this one whose name is greater than all names, this one who every knee will bow before, we can be in him. You can, my friend, you can have relationship with him. Paul says it this way in 2 Corinthians 5, 17. He says, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. The new is here. Aren't you thankful for that? That in Christ, I can be made new in Christ, not by just coming to church more or by giving more. Although we want that you need to come because you're an encourager to us. Uh, we, we, we are blessed when you're here and we hope to be an encouragement to you. And, and, but it's not about coming more or giving more or singing louder or bouncing higher. No, no. It is about in Christ that brings newness to a person's life. Listen, we're a culture that's consumed with new. We, we, we like to see things refurbed and remodeled and made new. Don't we? I mean, that's why some of you, 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 but, but on, on, on large item pickup day before the dumpster truck comes, you're scavenging through your neighbor's yards. Their ring doorbell catches you. They see you. We see you on the 911 boards in our police department, cameras all over this community. By the way, you can't get away with anything. So don't even try it. All right. But some of you are dumpster divers. We are consumed with taking things that are old, broken, tattered, flawed, jacked up, patinaed, whatever it is, and we love to restore them. We love to make them look like new. Can I just tell you something? That's nothing that American Pickers started years ago on the History Channel. That's what God started at almost the beginning of history when a man named Jesus went to the cross and gave up his life. He died so that you could have life, so that your old, crusty, flawed, jerked up mess up, jacked up life could be made new. You can be made a new creation. Check it out. And it's in Christ. It's not by going to a Tony Robbins seminar. It's not reading the latest book from Oprah. It's not by you being a better person. Come on, somebody. It is in Christ. You see, to be in Christ brings radical transformation. And that's what some of you need today. You need that. You need to be in Christ. Hey, you tired of the trajectory of your life? In Christ. Hey, you want to see your future change? In Christ. You want to see your relationships go to the next level? In Christ. You want to see your marriage go to the next level? In Christ. Hey, you want your kids to behave a little bit better? The belt. I mean, no, no. In Christ, okay? (laughs) That slips. Sometimes it just slips out, Matt. (sighs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Wow. Are you picking up what I'm putting down? No, it is in Christ. 
Listen, your only hope of being made new. And I love this imagery that Paul gives us there in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, because he uses this idea of creation and resurrection. Come on, we serve a God that is all about resurrecting dead things and creating something new and beautiful from them. Listen, you don't ever have to be the same if you'll just let Jesus Christ come into you and if you will step into a relationship with him. Come on, guys. It's about intimacy. It's about relationship with the God of all creation. You see, this man Jesus we're talking about was God in the flesh. John chapter one says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. You see, God stepped out of heaven and he jumped down on this earth in the, man, in the form of this man named Jesus. For 33 years, he lived amongst us. He moved into our neighborhoods and he touched people and he talked with people. I think he sang with people. I think there was probably a joke or two, especially about religious people. Um, but I just, he was a human being and he showed us the way to the father. Listen, I think some of us have a distorted view of who God is. We see God as somebody who's old because of a George Burns movie years ago. He's mad at us. He's frustrated. God's going to condemn us. God's going to wipe us all off the face of the planet. I'm just telling you something. You need to understand that Jesus was God. And so whatever you know about Jesus, check this out. That's who God is as well. That's who he is. In fact, can I just remind you of a verse of scripture that many of you are quite familiar with? You don't have this, but in John chapter three, verse 16, it says this, this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. Come on. You know that that's how much God loves you. And if that doesn't convince you, look what the very next verse says, (laughs) God did not send his son into the world to judge the world, but to save the world through him. So my friend, can I just tell you something? God's not out to condemn you or destroy you. God is out to demonstrate incredible love for you and towards you. Even if you don't love him right now, check this out. He's after you and he loves you. And he wants you to experience this gift of love, his son, Jesus. I loved when I was studying and reading about the different names of Jesus. In fact, can I just encourage you this week, turn off the TV, get off social media, put the phone down. And can we do a deeper dive into the names of Jesus and just let that minister to your soul. Let the name of Jesus do what it does as you begin to understand who he is and what he's capable of. I love that. But, but I loved reading that, that there was one theologian that says probably more, an appropriate, more, more appropriate name for us with, with the name Jesus would, would be this idea that God rescues. See, John 3, 16 and 17 speaks to that, that God has rescued us from our brokenness, from our, our, our waywardness, from our confusion, from, from living lives that are hopeless and destitute. God has has rescued us for those that choose to receive it. You know, if, 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 if somebody's throwing a life preserver out to you and you're drowning, you say, should I take this or not? I don't, I don't know. I'm 
pretty Herculean. I think I might be able to swim back or fight. No, you're going to grab onto that life preserver. Guys, do you understand that that's what heaven has done for us? It's throwing out a lifeline. It's throwing out someone to us that can save our lives. And his name is Jesus. I love this imagery that God rescues. Hey, listen, you need to know God cares about you and God is about finding and restoring. It's what this house is in existence for. We want to partner with heaven. We want to partner with a God that rescues. Listen, when you understand that God looked past your stuff and still wanted you and rescued you, listen, how could you not want to partner with heaven in that? Listen, how can we not be the recipients of of, of being saved and changed and transformed? And how could we just sit on that to ourselves and not want to share that gift that blessing, that life with others around us. Listen, we've been rescued to be rescuers. You've not been rescued just to sit and soak every Sunday and walk around with death written all over your face. Some of us look like hell and we ought to look like heaven because we've been rescued. Our faces should show the difference that Jesus has made in our lives. And we ought to be so excited to share that with other people. Can I tell you the difference? And we're so quick to tell, but can can I tell you the difference that this little, this little thing I did in the stock market has made in my life? Hey, can I tell you the difference about, about an eating plan that's really changed my life? Hey, can I tell you the difference that, you know, this line of makeup, this hair product, (laughs) Why are we so quick to share with people differences that are temporary? Because I'm telling you, we're talking about the name of Jesus that changes a person's life in the here and now, but their eternity as well. Are you quick to share that name that is above every other name? And no one else can do what Jesus can do for you. We, we, we have a Greek word that we find throughout the New Testament. It's this word, sozo. And when you translate that word into English, it means saved. It means healed, made whole. It means delivered. You see, Jesus, Yeshua, was sozo. Jesus is the one that is able to forgive you and save you. Jesus is sozo, meaning that he is able to heal you. Jesus is sozo. Yeshua is sozo because he is able to deliver you. And some of you know what I'm talking about. I love last week as we heard from people that stood on this platform. And I'll never forget the story about, hey, listen, I was addicted to heroin. But God delivered me and set me free from that. And now he's using me in the other people's lives that were just like me. Some of you have been set free, delivered from alcohol. Some of you have been set free and delivered from pride. Some of you have been set free and delivered from the pursuit of fame and fortune. Some of you have been set free from pornography. I'm telling you, that's sozo. That's what Jesus does. That's the name we're talking about today. Only Jesus can do that. You can't. Scripture says that if any man is 
in Christ. He's the new creation. Scripture says, I can do all things through Christ. Jesus says, remain in me and I in you. If a man remains in me, he can do all things. But apart from me, you can do nothing. I'm telling you guys, we're talking about a name today that changes lives. I read to you a scripture that said that it's at this name, Jesus, that every knee will bow. And I've already asked you once, but I'm going to ask you again, have you bowed the knee to Jesus Christ? See, when I bow my knee, we all understand and know what bowing means because we've seen it recently in front of royalty. We see it in front of kings and queens and princes and princesses and all of that, right? We know that when someone bows, we, we, we see it that sometimes it's a sign of surrender when it comes to war. The lifted hands are bowing and laying down our weapons, but we know that this is a form of humility. It's this idea of coming into agreement that I'm in the presence of something and someone greater than myself. My question is today, my friend, have you bowed the knee to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? Have you bowed the knee to that King? Many of you in this room and many of you watching say, yes, I've done that, Pastor. Praise God for that. But some of you have not. Can I just remind you what Scripture says? At some point, we all will bow the knee. And friend, I'm, I'm just pleading with you. Do not wait until it's too late. Please hear my heart right now. I'm not trying to scare anybody. I'm not trying to force myself upon anybody. I'm not trying to coerce you into doing something. But I'm just going to tell you something right now. Someone listening has put off bowing the knee far too long to Jesus Christ. You have. And I'm just telling you, you're not guaranteed another opportunity. But at some point, you will bow the knee. My prayer for you is that it's not too late. Because there will come a day in which it is too late. My friend, I'm telling you, just bow the knee right now to Jesus. The life that he wants to offer you right here on earth is better than any NIL deal. It, 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 this life that he's offering you today, you, you, you can't. You can't manufacture it on own. You can't go find it somewhere else. No one else can do for you what Jesus Christ can do for you. Am I talking to anybody right now? Would you bow the knee? Would you humble yourself before the King? And, and, and would you admit that you are in need of what only He can do? Radical transformation. You need to know that God loves you. He's not done with you. He's not put you out on the curb for the trash truck to come pick up. No. He wants to dust you off today. He wants to breathe on you. And he wants to bring you back to the life that you were created to have. But you've got to bow the knee. Lord, forgive me. I believe, Jesus, that you are the anointed one. You are the son of God who died for my sins. Would you come in and rescue me? Would you save me? Don't worry about what you've done.
because what he did on Calvary is more than enough to cover anything you will ever do. Just ask him to come in and save you. Hey, would you just stand with me today? There's something about singing Pastor Allen, that name of Jesus. Ministry team, go ahead and come forward today. Listen, I believe that today the Holy Spirit is calling someone to say yes to Jesus. My friend, it's the best decision you'll ever make. We're going to sing because I do believe that Jesus is more than able. We need Jesus in our families. We need Jesus in our cities. We're going to shout the name of Jesus from the mountains and from the rooftops. We're going to shout the name of Jesus and watch darkness flee. We're going to shout the name of Jesus when the enemy comes at us. And we're going to watch demons flee. Come on. Jesus' name is greater than any other name. That means that he has dominion and authority over the devil himself. Over anything he throws at us. Come on. The name of Jesus is greater than anything throwing at us from the pit of hells. We need Jesus. Can we sing about it? Can we shout the name of Jesus from the mountain? Shout Jesus. Shout Jesus from the Come on, mountains. church. It's the name above Jesus every name. It's the Jesus. name that can save you. It's Jesus the name that will deliver you and set you free. It's the name today that changes your trajectory. If you need Jesus, you run right now. You run to the front and you tell somebody, I need that name, Jesus. It's holy. It's powerful. It is life. Come on, shout Jesus. Shout Jesus from the mountains. Jesus in the street. Come on. Jesus in the dark is over every enemy. Shout it. Jesus for my family. I'll speak the holy name. Jesus. Come on, his name gives power. His name gives life. Your name is power. Your name is healing. Your name is life. Come on, brother Jesus. Break every stronghold. Shine through the shadows. Burn like a fire. Come on, your name is power. Your name is power. just that phrase, my family needs Jesus. Can I just tell you something? Men, it starts with you. And you cannot pass on what you do not possess. You cannot pass Jesus off to your wife and to your kids unless you possess them. There's a man in here right now that needs his family to change. Your marriage needs to go the next level. Your parenting with your son and your daughter needs to go the next level. And I'm telling you, it's only possible through Jesus. You need him. 
there might be a lady in this room today that has bought into the lie that your significance will come in a relationship with a, another man, a human being. I'm telling you, your significance, your worth, and your value, young lady, is found in Jesus. And you might need to run to him today and fall in love with him first. And as you fall in love with that Jesus, whoo, I'm telling you, the hurt, the pain of rejection that you've received, your self-worth and identity will be rooted in him, not based on what some other loser has spoken over you. Hey, there might be a young person in this room right now that feels like if I just associated with this group, that's what makes me significant if I'm in the in crowd. Or if I'm able to perform well in the classroom, on the stage, in the band hall, or on the field, that surely is what gives me meaning in life. I'm telling you, those things are futile. And there's a lot of us in this room that used to be pretty good on the athletic field, but now we're just good at the Golden Corral Buffet. Your significance, your value comes from what Jesus speaks over you. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to pray and dismiss us. And those of you that are watching online, listen, if we can help you, we would love to just shoot us a note. Shoot us a note. Fire off an email or something. We want to follow up with you. But listen, I'm going to pray and dismiss us. And there will be many that will be running for the exits. But I believe that the Holy Spirit is calling somebody to linger and to run to the front. Because you need Jesus. Today is your day that you bow the knee. Today is the day that salvation comes to your house. Today is the day that you stop struggling, trying to manufacture life, meaning, purpose, significance. Today's the day in which you surrender your life to Jesus. And you receive the benefits of being a child of the King of Kings. The King of Kings. So Lord Jesus, pray right now you would have your way in our lives that we would not put off a decision any longer to say yes to Jesus as Lord and Savior, that today would be the day of salvation. Holy Spirit, move. Do it right now. And we give you the glory in advance for what's about to happen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. You're dismissed.